Yes, I'll be there. I was so excited to do this. Oh, oh sweet. That's that's awesome. You guys, we're going to take that. time. You're listening to the voice of Gregory Hall. He's our guest today on Sessions with Mary Jane. Welcome back and welcome Gregory Hall. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am very nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> very chill. Very even keel. Confirmed. Yes. He is nice yes. and he is even keel. Not odd keels. No. Not any other kind of keels. Not Stephen Keels. Not- <laughs> Stephen Keels sounds like a guy that you went to middle school with. So, uh, yeah, no, we feel the same way. Like, we're like, because like, this is like one of the best parts of the week. Because like, we all have like side shit we're doing. We all have work we're doing. Um, before we start recording, we were kind of talking about like the like toxicity of uh, of like hustle culture. So we'll probably get into yeah. that a little bit too. But like, yeah. it's just nice to have something like this where it's like, yeah, like you're doing it because it's like a thing you plan out. But it's like the best way to like hang out though. You know, and that's one of the beautiful things about smoking weed or whatever way you take. Weed. It's a pause yeah. in your week. Yeah, it's a and it's a very communal thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You don't like you think about it, like you see people outside and they're smoking like a cigarette. No one takes a drag from a cigarette and goes, "You want to hit this?" Yeah, like, no yeah. one does yeah. that. But you yeah. spark up a joint or a yeah. blunt, you're like, you look like you had a rough week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? and this conversation and like here's the thing that always like kills me. What we like um, the whole reefer madness thing. Have you guys ever seen that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. my god. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, first of all, never in my long legged life have I ever seen anybody pissed off of weed. Like mm-hmm. I've never like, okay, paranoid. Maybe that particular strain was not good for them mm-hmm. or agreed with them. But I'm like, no one's like you've never smoked a joint and then punched somebody in the mouth. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that aggression's from the person, not the drug. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a personality thing that person has to deal with. But I mean, I do respect people who don't partake. Yeah, totally. Of course, they have their reasons. Because of course, like I've I've had edibles or smoked, and there were different strains. Like I had different reactions, mm-hmm. and I was just like, mm, I don't like how I feel right now. Like I don't yeah. like what mm-hmm. this is making me. Like I don't like how this is making me feel. I'm like, yes, in a sense, or in some way you are in control of oh. your emotions or you but like certain things you you're you, you're not your, your mind's just gonna go to a place or you're like physically just like sometimes it just makes me really anxious or it makes me like or I shake a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's just like also a physical thing have you ever had that Gregory mm-hmm. where you've had a what was, what's been your bad reaction oh okay so this part is like my worst trip so this had to have been maybe I think two years, almost two years now, <laughs> and my girlfriend had she had edible, and she said, "Listen, you only eat half." But I really did only I only eat half the gummy worm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I like how this story is different. Instead of everybody <laughs> always saying I ate the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I listen. I listened. Like <laughs> I've I've surpassed my girlfriend in stonedom, but she definitely <laughs> set the bar. <laughs> oh. She was my. How girlfriend. early was this in the relationship when this happened? Where she oh. said eat half. Oh, this was very early. This was like you only maybe like four months in. Mm. Wow, yeah. And so this is a major moment. <laughs> so I ate half. Listen to what she said. So about 20 minutes later, punch in the back of the head. It hit. Mm. Um, but I was good. I was just very giggy, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. all that stuff. She goes, I'll be back. I'm going to go smoke this joint. I said, right, I'm coming. She goes, are you sure? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> you know who you talking to? They call me H&R Huff and Puff. Because I huff, I puff, and I blow that shit out. I really said that. <laughs> she looked at me was like, alright. <laughs> Go outside, I smoke with her. Mm-hmm. And get back in. And man, I was, a lot of things happened. 
Okay, it was a lot going on. <laughs> All right, walk us through. <laughs> so, one, I got very nauseous. Oh. Very nauseous. Mm. She looked and she's like, do I need to get you a bucket? And I'm like, I think so. Ooh. And then I got real dizzy. And then I got stuck. Couldn't move. Physically. Physically. Okay. And then I was tripping watching Detective Pikachu. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on here. But here's the funny part. It was paused on one scene. Oh my god. So don't ask me how I knew the rest of the film without oh, really seeing it and what? I was that fucked up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was that messed you up. You had a lot. Yeah. There was a lot going on. Also, then, what you ate was different than what you smoked. Exactly. Yeah, that so, mix of the stream is probably like, trains, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I finally came down, and once I came down, then I had like I ate like an entire two plate meal. Like <laughs> that's what I hate about the munchies. That just uh, like because I, I just I can't stop. I cannot stop. You know what I've noticed? If I smoke a sativa, I'll get like the munchies, mm. but it's like eh, I'll take a bag of onions. Mm. Yeah. I'll eat a bag of chips. That indica though, I'm like, okay, yeah, can I get a number 12? Yeah. Number yes. two? Hey, listen, do y'all do that secret menu thing? Because I want them to take a whole apple pie and put it in a blender <laughs> and then take cookies, right? And then add the french fries on top for the savory. Oh my is that, goodness. That's amazing. Ooh. What a recipe that is. Oh. See, only a, fat, wow. only a fat guy could come up with that recipe. Yeah, everyone's great because now they all have a recipe for that. What's your, like, your go to munchies? restaurant when you like are really getting the munchies where you want where, what's your desire uh it kind of varies um my num okay so if it's like snacks mm-hmm. I'm the classic stoner funyuns mm. just some of my funyuns and I don't know if you know um what is that potato chip brand Her- uh, Hertz or chips Hers, right? Hers, yes. Yes. Hers chips, the sour cream and onions. Oof. Oh, because it's a lot. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot. I don't know what they sprayed on it, but it's a lot. And it hit different when you got the munchies. Mm. And I think far as a meal goes, I like uh, Popeye's, uh, the, those delectable popcorn shrimps mm. are delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those Cajun fries. Mm. Uh, yeah. 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 Are these the snacks or the meal like a an attachment you've had when you first started smoking or partaking or eating whatever it's partaking in weed? Like, has that been like part of your routine for a while? Yeah. Like the thing is, I think what weed does when you get the munchies, it just intensifies what you already like. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So like, uh, I don't know. I've definitely eaten some wacky mm. shit that have like mixed together that I would not probably find appealing. But deep down, I was sober. a part of you deep down <laughs> wanted that flavor. Yeah, it's high you for now. See, the high is brings out. See, I believe when you smoke, you're talking to your higher self. Mm. So yeah. that's your higher true, self saying true. like, nah, you really want it. You want to hit this. And it's usually right. Yeah, because like one of the things I really do love is like hors d'oeuvre foods like mm-hmm. little hors d'oeuvres like um, pigs in a blanket yes. and like little pizza rolls and ooh those little like chicken fingers bread yeah chicken fingers mm-hmm. and popcorn shrimp but the, mm-hmm. also the little bread where they have those little slice of steak on it and then they put ooh. some sour cream and some, some chai oh. you ever seen that? Well, that's some fancy shit right that there that is fancy that's, yeah. fancy that's calling way back years ago to a company I used to work for their Christmas parties yeah yeah yeah. Yo, I'm a sucker for shrimp cocktail shit. I see shrimp cocktail I lose my mind so <laughs> I'm excited about it how do you feel about the Seth Mushrooms? 
I don't really like mushrooms in general, so like, so, so, mm. I, I will eat it if, if someone's like, oh, this is really good, eat this. It, it was the same thing with Brussels sprouts. I have to say that uh, Jordan unfortunately couldn't be here because he's at the Miami uh, opening of the joint. So if you're in the Miami area, go check it out because they're opening up and they got a lot of cool shit over there. Uh, but Jordan made these Brussels sprouts that like blew my mind. And I always hated Brussels sprouts growing up, but like he made these Brussels sprouts that were so good. Like, and that's the thing, it's like, to like, like, if you can make someone like a food they didn't like before, that's like a real accomplishment yeah. right there. You yeah. Know? I usually am a believer that it's not cooked the right way or properly or the way you've liked it. Probably. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like, have you, like, whatever vegetable or fruit you've had before, you don't like plain, but then it's just like how you spice it. Yeah, like, it's weird. Like, when I was a kid, I couldn't stand sweet potatoes. Mm. I didn't like them. Same. Me too. Didn't like yeah. them. And then now... Every Thanksgiving, I'm looking for somebody's sweet potato pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it is weird. and But also, too, like, we makes everything way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like, I had a, um, for my birthday, we went to, like, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and I was very, very, very high, and... And you can tell that my head was like nodding <laughs> as I was like eating, and that steak was the best steak I ever had. I was like, "Yo, I want to thank the cow. I want to pray to the yeah. cow and say thank you because you was delicious. Mm-hmm. You died for a good cause." <laughs> I mean, even as like I'm a plant based eater now for two years, but even like I, the, yeah, there's good steak. Good steak is there's good steak. Good yeah. There's good filet mignon. Excuse me. There's good like skirt steak. I love. I also just love lobster. Mm-hmm. I love like. There's definitely certain things. It's just like yeah, it, you know. It's still good shit out there. It's still so, whatever. The cows are too overpopulated now. People have to eat meat. Right, we're doing a service by eating these things. I'm doing a service. They yeah. produce too much CO2. <coughs> That's it. Well, uh, Gregor, we have a challenge for you. Yeah, yeah. This episode. <laughs> well, I didn't know we were going to get to it, yeah. and I was also, and, yeah. Every other podcast in the world, they would give a challenge in the first like, couple minutes, but we are, you know, smoking some weed. We and get later like, and later every time. Yeah, so eventually, at some point, someone could get the challenge right before we end the episode, <laughs> but not today. Uh, yeah, um, so, Gary Hall, are you, are you ready for your challenge? Let's do it. All right, so your challenge is to see how many uh, of these category of movies you can name. The category is slasher movies. Mm. So, and then... Uh, as and like, many as you can. You can interrupt at any time. Mm-hmm. You cannot use your cell phone. I think that's everything. That sounds like everything, but if not, I'm sure the PA <laughs> will catch it and let us know later. Thank you, PA in Vans. All right, so you can start whenever you're ready, and then blah, blah, blah. Let's do this to start it. Let's go. All right. So Because I do, I do have a question if you don't want to dive into the list yet. Okay, what's the question? Well, just because you were, um, earlier before the podcast, you were talking about you grew up in Jersey City. Yeah. What was... You know, baby Gregory Lake. <laughs> what was the young Gregory Chap like? Um, and how was yet life growing up in Jersey City? Because obviously, start like very different than how it is now. Yeah, well, you know, young Greg was a very interesting kid. He was a very, <laughs> very interesting child. Um, you know, I you know I grew up born and raised in Jersey City. Uh, you know, middle class family. Uh, my mother was a nurse. Uh, she got, she passed away. When I was, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, it's no problem. You didn't do his cancer. I'm still, I'm still looking for the bastard. That's right. You find him, I'm gonna whoop his ass. That's true. I'm not. My <laughs> sign's also not cancer, so I'm not related yeah. to this anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but no, she had passed when I was 15. But my mother was a nurse, and my dad, he uh, had worked at at the time. He worked at a, the Clorox uh, plant. Hmm. They used to be in Jersey, they're not there no more. 
Well, my dad was like an all-American athlete. Like he was like all-American in high school. <clears throat> Excuse me, he was all-American in college. He played semi-pro basketball. So that's mm. the, the stock that I come from. Oh, wow. Um, but my mother, she had a previous marriage. Yeah, how tall are you? Sorry, just have to ask. Oh, I'm that... about 6'3". Yeah, um, that's really yeah. tall. My dad is 6'7". That's ridiculous. <laughs> my mother was 5'11". Oh, my God. And well, I have an the... uncle that's 6'9". Yeah, no, she's 5'11". Yeah, it's all awesome. Um, yeah, because I'm 5 feet, so that's, that's yeah. Yeah. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> dad, you said your dad was what? Like, you know. But yeah, like, I was, uh, what did I leave? Oh, yeah, young break. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so growing up, because, you know, I was the youngest out of five. My mother, she was previously married before she met my dad. And she had four kids. So, um, I'm my mother's fifth child, my dad's only child. Mm-hmm. So, like, she he, had four half brothers. Sisters? Ha- yeah, I have a uh, sister and uh, three brothers. Yep. Do you talk to them? You, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I talk to them. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a huge age gap between us. Yeah. It's weird because it's like... How many years? I have a 10-year age gap between my uh, younger and it's, it's, it's longer. Because my, my my mother was 10 years older than my dad. Ah. Yeah, yeah. My mother was... My parents have a similar age gap. Yeah, my mother was 37 when she had me. Hmm. My dad was 27. But, yeah, so you know, growing up in Jersey City was cool. Like, like, I got this... Like, I came up at an era where it was like... Like, I remember what it was like to be a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I was born in, like, in 82. So, I'm in that kind of, like, weird area of, like, elder millennial on that cusp of a Gen Xer. Mm. So, it was like, yeah, I grew up with the video games. I had the Sega Genesis. I had the Super Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? But I also, I went outside and played. I, yeah. You know, like, it's hot as hell yeah. <laughs> today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, like, this heat is set on hell... Um, <laughs> like he said on Africa, like what the hell? But like, <laughs> it, it, but, but like on a day like this, when I was a kid, that's what somebody would have turned on the fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. You'd be outside, you run in the house, get your mother's, you know, plastic bowl, and don't be using my good stuff, you know. <laughs> you see how your water fights and stuff, and mm-hmm. like it was cool because like my family was like we all lived on the same block. Uh, on the same block so like it was like growing up we was all together you know my cousins and everything like that so we was like close uh, on both sides my mother and my um, uh, father's side of family and it's like weird because my dad like he, he's like so proud of me that I'm a comedian because like he never thought in a million years that his son would be a comic because he would tell you he was like my son funny no <laughs> he, he's a, he was a quiet kid I was a, I was a very quiet kid like mm-hmm. I was like I lived in my head a lot when I was a kid mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like, I was a very I guess yes, like, I totally relate to that yeah I think like I guess like hindsight's twenty twenty. so like thinking back then like that was kind of like the seeds of planting of being an entertainer yeah you know what I mean? yeah because like there's this thing and i think a lot of uh, i think no kids but a lot of kids um don't experience this anymore i call it the magic hour and what it is is if you remember when you were young <clears throat> you would come home from school and then you would do your school work you know your homework or whatever or if you like me you didn't uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know what i could do my homework but I think I'm just going to, like, watch DuckTales instead to just get in trouble. Uh, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, you do your homework, and then, you know, you have, you got to wait for dinner. Your parents are going to cook or whatever. In that between time, that was the time you played. And I can guarantee you what you did during that time 
is what you grew up wanting to be or became. Oh, interesting. Very yeah. good point. Very well said. That's a good... Dis- you, has any, I've never even heard that before. Yeah. I've never heard anyone explain it that way. That's so true. Yeah. That really pulls from some... Memories. Wow. Like, just like think about it. Like if you are thinking about my past. Yeah. Like if you, like if you grew, like if you, you know, if you like, you grew up to be an artist. Like you drew and everything. Guaranteed, you were drawing in that magic hour. Yeah. But like for me, what I used to do was like I didn't because now I'm getting into putting out content and being a film. You know, transi- transitioning to being a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize when I was a kid during the time what I used to do was I had a whole bunch of action figures. Mm. And I would literally be making like a storyline of like I'd be mm. writing a story oh, and then yeah. like it was like I was a director of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was doing that and then I would like some of my favorite TV shows I would act out. You know, I would yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I, mean? I would yeah. do like an act out. So it's weird, you know, that I was doing that because like I said, I was a shy kid. I didn't really, yeah. you know, because you know I grew up in that era where it was like the '90s was dope. But the 90s was also grimy. Mm, and, you yeah. know, it was hard being the chubby, light-skinned kid living in, you know, living, growing up in the hood that reads comic books and likes anime. Because mm. most of my friends, you know, I had friends that liked the same interests, but I also had friends that were out there in the streets. Mm. You know, I wasn't because I was fortunate enough that I had uh, two loving parents. Yeah. And I came from a very loving family. Um, but I had a lot of friends that did not have those situations, did not come from that. Yeah. You know, hmm. you know. I know. <laughs> a funny story. A, a friend of mine that I went to school with ran into him while he was robbing somebody. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! I had to been. Uh, I think I had to been like I was young. I had to been like twenty two or something. <laughs> and I just see this guy getting stuck up. I'm like, oh crap! And then all oh, the dude as he got the gun pointed at him, he looks at me. I'm like, crap! I'm done. He won't get me. He goes. Yo, what up, G? I'm like, what? Oh my god! And so and so, I'm like, oh, it's so funny. What's up? Uh, yeah, oh, I ain't gonna put his name out there, but I'm like, yeah, it's good. I see you're, oh ent- my you're, god. you're an entrepreneur. That's good. <laughs> That's great. He's I like, yo, want to get in on this, son? I'm like, you know what? Oh my god. I'm okay. I work at the supermarket because I worked at a uh, supermarket at the time. No, no, I was actually working at UPS at the time. And uh, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And I felt bad because the guy he was robbing was looking at me like I was supposed to oh save him. Oh, my God. And I'm like looking at him like, listen, I feel bad, bro, but you were on your own. He got the no. gun. And he likes me. So I'm going to play that hand oh so I can God. go about my business and get home safe. Uh, I, I will play for you, sir. This really happened. This really this happened. Wow. This is true. Um, but that's that's a, a picture of the environment that I grew up in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was like I said, I I knew a lot of kids that did that, but I never I never got into that. Um, did either of your parents um, have a creative background? I know you said what you know your mom was a nurse, and but like have was either of them in tune with anything artistic? Okay, well, so there's a lot of art too. Well, I you know what? Any That's an interesting question because I want to say no, but yes. Mm-hmm. Like my parent, like my dad was an athlete. My dad was like, that's where I get, you know, my athleticism. Which is an art, yeah. Yeah, like I, um, like I played basketball since I was like seven. Yeah, so I played uh, varsity basketball in high school. Um, I was uh, on the boys uh, varsity volleyball team, mm-hmm. and when I was in college, I also used to box, Golden Gloves, Diamond Gloves, oh, cool. that type of stuff. Um, and my dad, he was in sports. 
Now, my mother, she was a nurse, but she she loved art. And that was the thing about my parents. They loved art. Like, the reason why I was a nerd, why I had all these interests, why I became a comedian is because of my parents. Like, my love for comedy comes from my dad. Yeah. Watch, you know, sitting with him at the age of six, watching Eddie Murphy's Raw yeah. and Delirious, which, okay, yeah, a six-year-old should not have been watching. <laughs> you know, like, my parents were very, they were, they were my, you know, my parents were very, they were really relaxed about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like, it's that funny that it's worth, it's like, all right, maybe a kid shouldn't watch this, but yeah. like, a kid's gonna get a lot. Like, like even if the, the kid doesn't grasp all of the things that Eddie Murphy said. Then it goes over his head. Yeah. And, he and, he, and he's just being like, really physical and just like, being really silly and doing funny voices because yeah. Eddie Murphy's amazing no yeah. matter what he's doing. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about it is that I came from that generation when it was just like, okay, I'm, you gonna do what I'm doing. Mm. If we go into the movies and I wanna go see <laughs> so and so, that's what then we gonna see. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But I loved it though because yeah. I, you know, remember all those great times. Mm. And you know, like like I said, sitting watching Eddie Murphy's role with my dad. One of the things that I used to love to do with my dad was watch a Deaf Comedy Jam. Mm. He loved Deaf Comedy Jam, and I remember every Friday night it would come on at midnight. Mm. He let me stay up and we watched Deaf Comedy Jam. So, like, my love for comedy comes that's from That's so wonderful that you have, like, that special moment with him. Or, like, moments where that's, like, your... I don't know. Like, that's a thing you guys did together. Like, you always... Like, you, like, always did that, even when you got older. Yeah. Like, the, the thing you is... You still bond over. Yeah. Like, I'm... Honestly, like, I'm blessed as... Bless AF. Mm-hmm. Bless as... Bless AF. Because, you know, I have a lot of moments with my dad and my mother... You know, uh, my dad, especially with him, because like I said, it was my love for cinema came from him too. Mm. Yeah. Because we will always go to the movies. You know what I mean? Like. What would he bring you to watch? Um. Well, I've seen it'd be anything, anything I wanted to see. So, like for example, our my favorite, like anybody knows me, my favorite, uh, tr- like trilogy of mm-hmm. all time, and I say that because the fourth one was crap, <laughs> and I'm pestered doing the fifth one because it's going to ruin it more. But it was Indiana Jones, mm. ah. yeah. and my favorite one out of the trilogy is The Last Crusade. Ah, same, yes, it's best because it's a special movie for me with him because mm-hmm. he took me to see in the theaters. I was six, and it was a story of a father and son. Mm. So that's you know that movie we watched it. My dad loves The Godfather. We mm-hmm. watched The Godfather together and movies like Scarface. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so like that came from him. My love for horror movies and sci-fi came from my mother. She loved Stephen King. She had them all. She had like Christine. I remember she had it. She was reading Carrie. Um, and my mother was a huge sci-fi mm. nerd. She loved Star Trek. Mm. Now I'm a Star Wars guy myself, but speaking of moments, I would watch Next Gen in DS9 with her because Uh, that was my way of bonding with her. Because she would like kick my dad out the room, (laughs) so then he would have to like I would like I would like always forget like I was a kid because like I was like a really messy kid like any other boy never wanted to clean his room. Mm. (laughs) So like if my father was like wanted to watch the game and like Star Trek was on, my mother like kick him out. And then he would go in my room to watch the game. And then I'd be like, oh, crap, I didn't clean my... <laughs> now I'm, like, scrambling. I'm kicking things under the bed. So... <laughs> that sounds it... like a fun childhood. It's really... What um, TV shows, like, uh, stick out to you that, that like, influenced your comedy? 
Okay, so I'm... Because you said movies, but I was just wondering. Okay, so I'm um, a black 90s sitcom aficionado. Ooh, okay. So I can watch them all. Uh, Martin... Um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which is my favorite sitcom of all time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Living Color. Okay, yeah. So Living yeah. Color, I would say probably was the one because I'm a huge fan of the Wayne's yeah. and all their work. And the thing is, like, no disrespect to SNL. I didn't get into SNL till I was much older. Same. Because when I was a kid, I didn't really get that kind of like dry humor. Yeah. I was like, yeah. eh, okay, this is really okay. Um, but sometimes the shit was just too political. Yeah. But then with like In Living Color, it's just like you just got characters. Like you've got yeah. one mm-hmm. of the greatest collection of characters. And also for Jim Carrey being the token white guy. Like that's fun as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm white. My family's about like, well, I'm Persian. But like it's not, like, I don't know, just watching stuff where like I grew up in like a white community. It varies, but you're like. That just it sticks out as just like they're just incredible. They're just incredible, and it's just like why do we have? That's why where it gets upset where Astronomy Club got canceled on Netflix, oh, yeah. and they continued other sketch shows, and I'm like, what I was know. it? That was the what best the one. fuck was it? Yeah. Which is probably race. I don't know if it's not like I can't speak to that, Gregory. You can, but I, yeah. I like it. Just that's just the that just pissed me off because they're writing the, like the Wayne Bros. They I mean they produce so much too, but yeah. oh, and all of the brothers like it's it was just. Oh my god! Dude, that show was just it's so freaking funny. Like that, show, I just remember that. Like to this day, it's timeless. Like I could watch in living color to this day and still laugh yeah. my ass mm-hmm. off. Like it, like and they pushed the line. Yeah, they pushed oh, the yeah. line. Oh, I, we watched some recently. Yeah, and like it, some shit does not age <laughs> super well. Yeah. And like also, this is young Jamie Foxx <laughs> when he was there, and then you have. Yeah. Uh, um, Oh shoot! What's her name? Oh, was it J Lo? Yeah, who was one of the dancers, or yeah, like Jennifer even Lopez. the dancers, yep. Lopez, right? Yep. Like just, oh my god! Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, you're good. It was, but like, I, I, yeah, Living Color was just, I don't know. It was like, and so much, like so much greatness came out of that show. You think about it. You got Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx. All the Waynes, David Allen Greer, Tommy Davidson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that was like a heavy hitting squad. Yeah. yeah. Like that was like. Yeah. You couldn't mess with them. And I and then like even like Mad TV watching yeah. like Mad TV and That's just the other side of the coin. Because yeah. then it's all white people. Yeah. <laughs> They're two very Lee. different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. But that's the thing like with me They were two very different audience. Yeah. People, like people who watch each of those shows. But that's the thing with me and comedy is that growing up, like the comedy that I always gravitated towards was like that lowbrow comedy, mm. but like, but it had silliness to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, for me, my comedy is like I dress everything up in silliness. Mm. Any topic that I talk about, I'm gonna dress it up in silliness mm. mm-hmm. because to me, it's silly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it, it's silly. That's right? why I still love the Amanda Show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like silliness will always hold up no matter it's, what. It's kind of slapstick. It's kind of yeah. slapstick comedy. It's just like there's something that's old fashioned, old side about that because I I love Buster Keaton. I love that he's he's one of my favorite I would say comedians actually if yeah. I in film, you know, like doing it, you know, but but. I don't know. It's just like, now I'm just thinking about it. It just makes me so happy thinking about it. Yeah. Gregory, when did you perform for the first time? Or when did you, like, first, like, decide that you were going to try performing in front of people? Um, so I've been in comedy about seven and a half years now. 
and I kind of so okay so it starts like this so back back in 2012 I was doing I had a podcast it was like talking about like nerd stuff and all that stuff and that was kind of like right when I wanted to perform because mm-hmm. I was interviewing a lot of mm-hmm. performers yeah and I was kind of getting like envious I was like well I want to Perform. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dope. I'm yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm dope. I, I think I am. Like I'm, I want to, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm not that bad of a guy. Um, but <laughs> and now you're on the other end of the podcast. Yeah, see, full circle, kids. Mm-hmm. Don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like <clears throat> like I wanted to perform, and then. The next year, a friend of mine, uh, shout out to my homegirl, Kirsten Marilyn, talented singer, um, she had a show in Boston, so I went with her to help her with a gig. And on the way up, we're driving, she said, you know, you're funny on your podcast. You should ever think about doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I said something like, me, nah. <laughs> but I wanted to, so I was like, you know what? I want to do what the cool kids is doing. So I was like, I'll yeah. do improv. Yeah. So I signed yeah. up. Yeah. I love how you say that's what the cool kids are doing because sometimes I feel like it's the most geeky shit. Uh, we're no, it's very geeky. It's very geeky, but yeah. cool. I was watching a lot of Portlandia at the time. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, but, so I was like, I'm gonna try improv, or whatever. So I did. So I signed up. You know, improv class. Took it at the the pit, and uh, it was cool. I was enjoying it. Mm. But I wanted some. I wanted some. Was well, someone right? You know, someone right. I was like, I don't like being an ensemble, though. <laughs> yeah. Saying me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I want to try stand-up. Mm. I always wanted to try stand-up, you know. Didn't know how, didn't know where to start. I was too scared or whatever. So at the time, they used to have an open mic back then. It was like on a Tuesday at 11 or something. I said, I'm going to sign up. So I signed up. Now, here's the funny story. I put my name in the bucket. Now, I was the first name in, mm-hmm. right? And it's random. I had two friends come and see me. One of the friends was my own girl that told me I should do comedy. I'm the first name he pulled out. It's okay. crazy, right? Uh-huh. I get on stage. I don't even remember what my set was, but... Oh, so, you didn't have anyone record it? Nah, I was... Uh. <laughs> it was like four people in there. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Um, it would have been fun to just look back. No, no, no. See, that's the improvising. I you. Yeah, yeah, that's the improvising. Listen, I remember. By, I looked at my very. It was like not too long ago. I looked at my very first record set. It was on a DVD, right? Said, see, kids, how long I've been in the game. Well, <laughs> DVD, and I'm looking at it, and I took it out, and I was like, "Oh, why are you gonna see this? Crap!" <laughs> I said, what the hell? I was like, and I thought I had a dope set when I did it. I was six months in. I was like, ooh, this is a comic strip live. Look at me. This is a good set. I was like, yo, I looked at that shit like six years later. I was like, yo, I wouldn't even laugh at me. This is. Do you remember? Do you remember anything that's on it? I, I don't. All I remember. Too bad you didn't recycle those the only thing I remember was my only thing I remember was my dumb outfit because I had on <laughs> basketball shorts and a flash Ooh, t-shirt. Oh, isn't it a lot? Yeah. Of shorts? <laughs> yeah. comedy and shorts. Yeah, it, it, I did a comedy. But show. for men, I, a lot of women do shorts and 
I, like, a lot of women do shorts and comedy. A lot of women do comedy and shorts. <laughs> shorts it's just shorts. a guy thing, I guess. Well, I'm short in height. Yeah. So then shorts are still short, but mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shorts. And, so, like, just we'll, we'll meet yeah. you at the destination. Right. But, um... Yeah, so shorts, uh, yeah, basketball shorts. Basketball shorts. I had a, uh, like, you know, superhero flash. I had the flash t-shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had many gold chains on. What it was, shoes? It wasn't a good match. What kind of shoes you had? Uh, I had on some pair of Jordans, mm-hmm. of course. I know, stereotype. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I actually wore Jordans here. But uh, some J's here. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, ugh, ugh, you stink, kid. Mm. Stink. So yeah, my first time, I'm glad I didn't. But my the very first time that open mic, it was like as soon as I touched the microphone and I spoke into it, I was like, this is what I need it to be clicked. doing. That's yeah, when it clicked. It's a magic moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it clicked for me. And like referring to when you were a kid. Sorry. Oh, yeah, the magic, magic hour. hour. That's why. Magic I was just hour. Like, so I definitely heard something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> magic hour, yeah. But yeah, it was, it clicked. And I had a, kind of another moment like that. Um, last year, I did my first, well, my first thing I would, like, content I put out, but it was like the first major thing I did. Mm-hmm. I had wrote, and I don't know if y'all will get into this, but I wrote and directed my first. Uh, trailer. It was like a mock trailer. It was really a sketch. It was called Karen. It was a horror comedy cha- uh, trailer called Karen. Okay. And when I was filming that and putting all that together, that click moment happened. Mm. Because at one point when I was a kid, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Like I even wrote like an eighth grade, uh, uh, eighth grade essay on it. Mm. Um, so I was like, that's when it clicked again. Yeah. So that's what, like, I right, you need to be doing this too. You yeah. got to start doing more than just stand up comedy. Yeah. So, but what yeah. do you want to direct? Like, what do you, what, as far as filmmaking in the future, what does Gregory Hall is going to do? Like, you're writing, directing uh, a lot, like, that you can produce. Sorry, I'm scattered all over the place. Let's <laughs> <laughs> backtrack. I mean, you definitely answer, you Damn, I hit, uh, what, sorry, was that? No, what, uh, <laughs> what, what you said? No, said a long hit. Too much. What was? What were you gonna say? Uh, Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong answer. (laughs) So yeah, you want to direct, write, produce, but like drama stuff or only comedy or like feature length shorts. Like, what are we talking about? I. You know what? Honestly, I want to do feature length. I want to do feature length, and I want to do all. I want because you know I just don't want to just do comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I want to do like I expand. Expand like honestly. Anybody knows me, they'll tell you I love horror. Love, love, love horror. Yeah. Although you still have never listed a single thing on the challenge. Okay, oh, <laughs> no, I, I think, not a single thing. Okay, wait a minute. So I was supposed to list stuff. Oh, I, I think I misheard the, the challenge. No, that's totally fine. You definitely seem confused in the beginning, but I just wanted to find out about your background. Yeah. <laughs> you are too interesting to resist. You're too, no, honestly, that, that is the thing. The challenge is always a thing on the side. It's definitely the oh. person that's more intriguing. It's more interesting. If somebody, imagine listening to the whole episode, they're like, damn it, they didn't go do the challenge at all, but I learned so many amazing things about this person, but now I'm mad because I don't know slasher movies. Yeah, and to be fair, there's a lot of times, almost every episode we do of this, where we go along stretching and then we'll be like the challenge and then we all remember that there's a challenge right because usually the guest forgets yeah because so, Mary hides it very well so does. yeah okay. um, so, if I got a list if I got a list slash a film you, you, you can list it at any time 
Okay. You well, decide you, when the episode ends. Oh, okay. So and the number is, you want. Okay, so this is okay. So let's just get back to me because I'm dope. <laughs> okay. Also, your shirt, dope soul. Yeah, dope soul. Because yeah. yep. I am a dope soul. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna do the slasher challenge because I'm hard fishing out. Okay, got you. Okay, so you want to write film? Yeah, I want to do film, like horror, sci-fi. I want to, because I have, it's like I have a whole bunch of stories that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. Like, one of the things about me, anybody tells you, I call myself an uno- unofficial historian because I love history. That was my favorite subject growing up as a mm-hmm. kid. Because, like, in history class, when they would talk about any event in history, it was like a movie playing in my head. Mm-hmm. So... I like want to do something historic, which is like that's that's the one thing I want to be like my like my magnus opus or whatever yeah. they call it is that thing because I'm very much into comedic history and the ancient comedics or like people knows the ancient Egyptians and mm-hmm. the Kushites and Kingdom of Kush and I want to create a feature film or a show centered around that civilization yeah. at that time. I, like that's like the that's like the brass ring. Of all wow. the projects that I want to do and that I am working on currently, don't that's say any the more of your ideas out loud. Hell no. <laughs> no, I will not because I'm already uh, with the Karen situation. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But uh, yes, yes, but yeah. Just, wait, when did you do that trailer? We so I actually came up with the concept this time last year. Wrote it in July. We filmed it in August and released it in September. Yeah. And they can find that where? Where can people find that? You can go to my production company's uh, YouTube channel, Camp Nas. That's N-O-S. Uh, you can find the Karen trailer. You can also find a sketch that I also also wrote and directed called The Hack and Slash School of Fitness. Uh, we also have podcasts. We have uh, review shows. One is called Subscribe Reviews. We have a comic book show. We have a show on hip-hop. We have a lot on that channel we're an entertainment channel, so head over to Camp Nas, so that's where you can find it. Sweet. Cool, cool. Yeah. Who was the comic book character that hooked you in and got you into comic books? Um, I don't know it was a particular one. Um, I don't know if it was a particular one, but I would I would say maybe like Superman and Batman. Mm. Because that's, like, usually the first superheroes you're introduced to as a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Because I do remember when I was, like, six years old, I was a Superman for Halloween. Like, I like this muscle outfit on. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so. nice. I was Batman and also Robin in back-to-back years. <laughs> I was Batman and then Robin afterwards. So. Yeah, I can definitely see Robin. Robin. I, can, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the boyish, the dark hair. Yeah. If you do that, then you're... You definitely play, you can play Tim Drake. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, the Robins in general, like the, the like, it's so interesting because like Batman is like I agree, I agree. Like Batman was also like my kind of like my entrance way into it because like everyone, whether you like comic books or not, you know who Batman is, you know who Superman is, just by like the culture of and like what we live in. And Batman is so interesting, and like Batman is like it like is like it's like very interesting and dark how how much it gets. But then like they, there's all these different like like eras with different Robins that are like oh yeah are kind of like the benchmarks of the history of yeah. Batman in a way you True. know going all the way from like from the Dick Grayson stuff all the way through into his son you know True. um yeah Batman rules it, it's really interesting how it does transform for each generation yeah. you know like we each you know each generation the new one rising whatever like has the their well, I don't know, because I, like, obviously when Jack Nicholson uh, was Joker, for example, and, oh, shit, who was the Batman at that time? Mike uh, Keaton. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, so when he's, like, at that time, like, that wasn't when I was growing up, mm-hmm. but that was, he's still iconic, like, Jack Nicholson, and, uh, oh my god, why am I blinking? Keith Ledger. Thank you. Are, like, the Jokers for yeah. me, but, like, the Batman. I don't know, I also like George Clooney as Batman, because I'm he's a fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to watch that movie, and that movie happened. <laughs> well, here's yeah. the thing about that film. George Clooney actually was a pretty decent Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was, he was. He was a decent. Now the movie. Now the movie was trash, but <laughs> I don't think he was. Nah. I like it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It, no, not him. Jesus Christ. He, yeah, no him. He was, he was, oh he yeah, he was. All those great puns oh, that he had. The ice puns, the snow puns. That, that, oh. It was a everyone, cast. Everyone chill. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Joker or a favorite Batman? Okay, so in movies. Okay, well, first of all, Batman could go. Kiss himself because I don't like Batman. Ugh. Ooh, wait, really? I'm a Superman guy. Oh, but, so you're full Superman. But uh, far as Batman goes, far as all the Batmans in the movies, I have to say probably Monsters Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. classic dude. You know what I mean? He's coming back. He's gonna be in the Flash movie. Yes, yes. Very excited about oh, that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, because they're because now they're gonna get they're trying to get into more of like the crossing over universes, which they they've done a little bit with like the TV shows and the yeah. movies and, and like and certain points. But this one they're gonna like stream like bring him back to be Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah, it's based so I don't know. Are you familiar with uh, Flashpoint? Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah, it's based off the Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, I think they're gonna use that to reset the DCEU. Yes, um, but. Yeah. Um, so, what were your thoughts on the recent Marvel movies? I mean, not movies. Uh, the TV show. Oh, we didn't even watch Loki yet. No, Damn we, it! I keep forgetting. We Loki have not seen Loki. Not <laughs> yeah. Loki anymore. Um, but of, I have to like, catch up on Loki. I actually only saw the first episode of uh, Wandavision. That's what I was thinking of. I actually enjoyed Wandavision. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was like very like psychedelic. Yeah. yeah. So, like, something like that in your taste, like something you would want to make that's a fusion of sci fi and comedy, because it was like a sitcom and. It's a lot of things. It, yeah, it mixes genres. It really does. Way, yeah. And superhero. Yeah, wait, that's a lot of fusion. I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, like, give me an example of, like, a. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, think, well, I guess you can't compare it to because it's going to be you. Well, well, okay, so I'll say this. One of my biggest influences, I'm a huge fan. He's probably my favorite. He's probably my favorite filmmaker. Um, him and, I, always, I always say him and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And that is Edgar Wright. Yes! Oh, fuck yeah. And, like, Shaun of the Dead is my favorite zombie film of all time. Um, the way though that you know the the ice cream trilogy that they have that that, that's something I want to do like to taste like literally all they did was like okay we're gonna we're gonna do a zombie film but we're gonna do our version of a zombie film Hot Fuzz we're gonna do a buddy cop film but our version of it and also put in and call out the tropes that you see Um, in action films yeah at World's End, we're going to do our version of a sci-fi, but our version, and then throw the tropes that you know. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a very meta thing that oh, they yes. do. Yeah. But, like, that, like, and Baby Driver? Yeah. That movie's so underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So underrated. Oh, man. Well, I mean, as Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh, so I think it's... He does bring them... That's why it's, it, he brings things down. Yeah. yeah. The, I will say, the, the movies where Kevin Spacey is either A, a villain, B, a creep, or C, a creepy a villain... A lot of them. So a lot of them. Those movies definitely age 
better because you're like, oh, now it's still even more real. But like, when it is better. It's just creepier. American Beauty. Yeah, but I think when you watch like a movie where he's like a hero in it, it's weird. You're like, oh, I don't like like because then like you you can't take him seriously as like a likable regular guy. Uh, you know? I never thought he was likable to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. So I played Francis Underwood so well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he never looked like like I remember um, watching Seven, and I was just like, uh, you. Dick! Like, yeah. why did you do that? Why, what is your deal, man? Like, I yeah. just really did not like that guy. Um, like that, and I, like, ugh, I hate to say it because he's a creep, but it's like that's like how an actor does. Is like you can tell, like they are good actors. Like, oh, you played that a little too well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's a telltale sign, kind of, sort of, mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, where are you pulling from? Yeah. <laughs> like deep within yourself. And everyone's like, oh, you're such like an amazing actor. Like, where, like, like, how do you do this? And it's like they're like. Like a lot of them, there are just being themselves, so it's very easy for them to do that. Yeah, but like, Anthony um, uh, Hopkins, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah he doesn't pleasant. eat people, so and he's but you know, and he played one of the craziest villains of all time. Yeah, but I still hate Michael Fassbender because I still, I've seen. Wait, wait, wait! Why do you hate Michael Fassbender? Because you haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, you watch that, you hate him it. too. I'm yeah, but st- I saw Django and Leonardo DiCaprio is like the candy that had the plantation and like, yeah, I like, really like him yeah <laughs> but Django was like see here's the thing like it was different it was a that was a cool it slave was, film it was, it was like oh yeah, wow it was a different he got popped okay <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. okay he got popped okay Django was killing them white folks okay yes, 12 years sure. slave was like listen I don't need to see this trauma no more come mm-hmm. on with these slave movies and I'm like screw Magneto I'm still mad at him but he did because yeah. Peter Luongo in that damn movie yeah okay I should watch it I honestly should watch it just because I, I, it's just it's history and they probably told it really really well and I've just got I've had like people have just had like really really good reviews for it but I think the reason I haven't watched it is because I know it's going to be very intense yeah. yeah, and I'm just I you got to get in the mood for that which unfortunately it like is a yeah. ridiculous thing to say because shit still happens today yeah. people are still living it and I'm just privileged to be I'm just privileged like I'm just in an area I don't know but like that yeah, like I, because I haven't really seen Imprudent. Sorry, how do you pronounce your name? No, Imprudent Neon. Thank you. I haven't really seen her in a lot of other stuff. And like that was her breakout role. She, she is That's so what I'm saying, where I'm just like, obviously, she shot the top for a reason. She must be yeah. crazy. Oh, wait, wasn't she in Us? She wasn't Us. And yet. she was in Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, you're right. See, I think they, mar- they marketed. Like twelve years of slave, wrong. Hmm. What they like, they marketed wrong. What they should have did was like, listen, if you are a white person, you must Venmo all your black friends <laughs> if you watch this film. Like every white person Wasn't had to like. Wasn't production though by Brad Pitt? Uh, the Brad Pitt one, yeah. Yeah, he was in there. He, he's in the movie. He's yeah. in the movie, and he plays the worst type of one. The other, I, I got <laughs> he's a plantation owner. Is he a bad guy? He's, I think he's like he has a plantation under everybody like one of the, the, like the good Our guys. Old, like, yeah, see, that's, right. see, that's the thing books. I hate about like them slave movies. They always try to put in like the good slave masses, right? Try, right. To, <laughs> try to trick you, like, oh, he's Wait, not that, he, he's not that bad of a guy. He doesn't beat his slaves. But, like, <laughs> no, he still owns people. Like, that's right. not right. He's still a slave owner. Yeah, it's yeah. like no, that's still not right. That's yeah. like no. He's, he's <laughs> a slave owner. Yeah. Like trying to shoot the shit as if it's like no, this is like a fucking situation. Like, oh, working hard, hardly working. It's like, no, I'm I'm working hard because I'm a slave. Like, For zero pay. Yeah. Like, hey. I have no free 
freedom. Yeah. yeah. Sleep master didn't go like, hey, how's, how's the weather today? Right. Yeah, yeah. How's, how's the kids? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's He's a great master. Keep up the good work. No. Yeah. No. Shared <laughs> an orange slice one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> You look thirsty. Yeah, like that's that's a low bar. (laughs) That's a really low, but that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ugh. Well, I really do. I am curious who they had on their marketing team, like how they actually like. I don't know. Sometimes it's. It's just interesting to have... Like, who wrote it? Who directed it? Is Steve it all McQueen. white people? No, no, Steve McQueen. I know Steve McQueen d- directed it. Uh, I, I think he might have wrote it, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, it was, but it was adapted so from the memoir, it's... too, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm like, but still, I'm like, all right, enough with the trauma. <laughs> yeah. But enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Ooh. Okay, that's a hard one. Yes. Yeah. I'm always between these two, but I'm going to say his very first one, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Because the way, if you watch that movie, the way he shot it was genius. Genius, because think about it. It's a heist movie, mm-hmm. but you don't see the heist. Mm-hmm. You never see the heist. That's like his genius. Yeah. Every heist movie, you see the heist. You right. see the heist. That's like why you watch it. He made a heist movie and didn't even show the heist. He showed the aftermath of the heist, yeah. which is something you know what I mean. And made a whole thing about it. Yeah. And totally, filmed yeah. and filmed it, you know, in one spot. Like most of the yeah. film is t- takes place in a, an abandoned warehouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like who does that? Like, <laughs> you know it's what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. he. That that's a good pick. Yeah, he makes personal drama as interesting as a heist because it's like at no point when you're watching the movie are you like, oh man, I wish I was seeing the heist. You're like, you're like this is some really like the like the lack of trust between all the different people and like just the more information you're finding out as you go along is just super. That surprising. that was the thing with Hateful Eight. Like he has Tarantino obviously has a common recipe. Like yeah. he has yeah. a thing that he does. He, he likes that. He, he knows how to write that. He yeah. knows how to do it well. And see, and it's that's like, the funny yeah, thing you that brought. Glorious Bastards. Like the funny thing that you brought up the Hateful Eight because. Everybody says, oh, that's Quentin Tarantino's Western. I'm like, actually, it's not a Western. No, not at all. It's not. That's Quentin Tarantino's murder mystery. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's his, that's what I love about Tarantino is that he, he'll go, he'll look at something and go, okay, I'll take, say like, for example, Slashers, right? Mm-hmm. You add this to the channel. <laughs> Death Proof is a Slasher film. Mm. People, how's that Slasher film? What, because the villain doesn't have a knife? Mm. Doesn't have a machete? A glove? Nah. I'm not familiar with Death Proof. Death Proof? Death Proof. Death Proof. Remember, uh, so, back in, so back in, I think it was t- uh, 2005, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did Grindhouse. And Grindhouse, the movie was, they, they had this idea to do like, okay, so I get history, so you know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> back in like the late 60s and 70s, they had these um, movie theaters. They were like mm-hmm. old theaters. Like back, think of like back in the day, Forty Second Street, yeah. Smutville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would have like these twenty five cent movies, yeah. and there would be these grindhouse films. So it's like it could be like the Shaw Brothers Kung Fu films. Mm-hmm. You know, so you'll get like a double feature. So it'd mm-hmm. be like okay, so you'll pay like a dollar and you'll watch uh, Kit with the Golden Arms and the Five Deadly Venoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like a lot of these grindhouse films played like a lot of classic kung fu films. Yeah. They played black exploitation films. They played um, there's a whole list of exploitation type films. There's like you have Criterion, by the way. Do I have what Criterion? No. 
Okay, we'll get in that later then. You well, should, that's like, cause just because like what you're describing and how much of a movie buff you are, like that is a very good app. Okay. For films, for like, undis- like not undiscovered, but like, re- like you're not going to find these films anywhere. Like this is the one that I have. I don't know any other thing that has this kind of archive. Yeah, that's it what does. I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway, yes, back in the day. Yeah, movie so, picture. So yeah. like they would, they had like all these other like subgenres, like grindhouse films. So like, um, they would have like, there's this like, like uh, weird subgenre of like, Zombie Nazi films. So yeah. it'd be like, <laughs> be like, uh, uh, women of the SS zombie something, <laughs> and werewolf, whatever, and <laughs> some stupid or like, um, so yeah, so Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez wanted to do their own. Mm-hmm. So they did, they filmed two movies and it was in one, and they split it and then they had fake trailers. So you got the whole experience. So that's when like Robert Rodriguez had the idea for Machete. Um, oh. came from and then Rob Zombie did his fake trailer which was a werewolf women of the SS which is that subgenre yeah. I was talking about um, I'm gonna have to go back and well, I, this kind of sounds familiar yeah. but I really Kurt Russell is it yes he, he yeah. played he played the, the bad guy he played the villain he played I the slasher yes. he was stuck man Mike yeah. in Seven Death Proof said of the knife he used his car. Mm-hmm. So do you you count this, Brendan? As oh yeah, as yeah. You know, because like you said, death proof, and like I had the exact reaction that you said, and then but it's true because because slasher like. Yeah, explain what slasher is so, for the folks. So like a slasher movie is it's like a horror movie basically where there's like a group of people usually or like you know some amount of people who are getting killed by some type of killer and you know why it's true I based on the pitch Death Proof does qualify as a slasher So isn't movie. that like a bunch of horror movies because someone's being killed by some killer? Like possessed movies movies where people are possessed is that not a slasher mm, film? That's not a slasher film that's that would be that falls under the category either Supernatural or oh, or uh, like demons and stuff like that. Okay. So mm-hmm. that falls under that. Like slashers would be like okay, so you got your okay, so you got Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know yeah. you got Michael Myers. Yeah. And if you have not seen the 2018 version, I highly suggest it because it's really yeah, good. Mm-hmm. And Halloween Kills. If you don't, I've seen the trailer, and I wish I didn't. They gave way too much. They, you know what? That's why I stopped watching the trailer. They gave. I was like. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I don't know why they do that. But also, Halloween's ridiculous because, like, they're running around. The people who are the the ones being killed always, like, run around, like, so, like, oh, my God, out of swords, out of, running around, like, almost, blah, 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 whatever. And then he just walks, and he catches up to them. Because he's that good. Mike Myers. He's a Fitbit or something. Jason, Jason would do that. You'd be running, huh, falling, huh, running, running. This, you know, you thinking like full speed. Jason is power walking, <laughs> with a bop to him. Because okay, so now I'm glad you brought this up. So now we in the slasher portion. So I'm gonna give y'all some history on it. So boom, check this out. So you got Wait, Jason, Jason, but that's nothing. So, oh, you know, yeah. so you got Friday the Thirteenth, right? Yeah. So but now check this out though. Now that whole thing where like Jason just power walking. And all that stuff, and then he, and you're like running for your life. He catch up to you. That did not happen until Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason mm-hmm. lives because that's when Jason transcended into that supernatural territory that he's he's a revenant. Because remember the first one, um, the killer is his mother, Pamela right. Voorhees. Right. The second one is him, and the third one is him too. But um, the third and the fourth one is him, but. 
they didn't do that. Like, the kills are different in those ones. Right. It's not what he's still pretty, like, grounded in being a human. Yeah. And then the fourth one is, like, that was supposed to be the final chapter. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one, if you remember, wasn't even Jason. It was, like, some other guy. Under the mask. Oh, okay. But, but you're, you're supposed to think it's Jason the entire yeah, time? Yeah, but then okay. you find out with somebody else okay. because Jason's dead. But then the sixth one, that's when he comes back from the grave. Ah, uh, okay. That's when he started doing all that supernatural crap. Yeah. Yeah, that's when that started. Because, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But what I loved about the 2009 remake was, and that was a good version. It was, it was a shame that I didn't get a sequel. But I think because the studios are going through a war with the rights. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they haven't did it. But 2009 version was really good. They addressed it. Mm-hmm. What they did was he had traps set un- like underneath the camp. So he knew how to maneuver oh, through the camp okay. in other ways that nobody else could. Like, t- like tunnels? Like tunnels. He had oh, tunnels okay. and stuff. So they kind of addressed that in there. So I thought that was pretty clever. Okay. Whoa. Cool. And yeah. also, fun fact: Jace is my favorite slasher. Mm, he's a good one, yeah. And that's cool because like that like, explanation makes him a smarter slasher too. Because like that's like one of the things with um, uh, I can't say any of the other ones, but like, no, but, but it's like uh, it's impressive when you see how good they are at being slashers. Well, yeah, because like okay, the, that's the thing about the slashers. It's like they all have their own thing. Mm. So you have like Jason is my favorite. He's he's the brute. He's mm-hmm. a big. Like, if they were, like, if it was high school, he would be that brute jock lineman. Mm. Like, just, like, juggernaut. Like, because Jason had brutal kills. Like, he was brutal. Like, he didn't play with his food. Like, yeah. I was, like <laughs> yeah. he, didn't, he didn't, like, yeah. if they had to actually cut the scene down in Jason Part 7 where he kills a girl with the um, the sleeping bag. Mm. She's in the sleeping bag. He picks up and he just, like, bangs up against the tree. And he does it one time, but they had to edit it down because he repeatedly does it. Uh, and then it was like, in part six, he takes a girl's head and just smashes it through uh, like a mirror, and the imprint of her face comes out on the other side. Oh, my God. And that was the thing about Jason. He was, it was like, you couldn't, and my favorite Jason kill was part eight, when he goes to Manhattan, and he's fighting the black dude, he's fighting the brother, the black, I was like, why they gotta have the brother shoot the fade, shoot the fair one with Jason, like, he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna shoot the fair one with you, and he's just sitting there, beating the shit out of Jason, punching him, and he's, he's tired, and then he's like, give me your best shot, Jason uppercuts this dude's head off, knocks his block off, literally, and it rolls into a trash can, Said, what the hell? Just like, yeah, remember the rock and sock him? Yeah, yeah. Literally that's just like. Literally, yeah, that's like anime. That sounds like, uh, not anime. What is the, um, oh gosh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like yeah. the Street Fighter. I don't think he did yeah. that. I was like, what the hell? Oh, God. But like, Jason was a, Jason oh, was a brute. Michael Myers was creepy. Mm. In Halloween yeah, films. Michael, yeah. Michael Myers was creepy. He was the stalker. You know? Freddy Krueger, you know, Nightmare on Street. Yeah. Uh, Freddy was funny. Mm-hmm. Freddy was funny. He you know, cracked the jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all his puns and stuff. You know, uh, Chucky was a dick. Chucky, mm-hmm. Chucky was a dick. And Child's Play, he was a dick. And Chucky, Child's Play. Yeah, Child's Play. Yeah, I watched Child's Play. Wait, Man- is it not... The name of the movie's not Chucky? There's a Child's Play and there's also Chucky. Yes. And oh. Yeah, yeah well, like, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. Yeah. Are you listening more? So what yeah, are there? Because the, the sequels all count, right? So the sequels to yeah, all these no. movies. Yeah, so you can say all the sequels you want for all these movies, and, you'll get, and you'll get points for they all count. of them. Okay, so you got this. So check this out. So you got Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween 2, mm-hmm. Halloween 3, Seasons of the Witch. Mike Myers was not in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because fun fact, John Carpenter intended Halloween to be an anthology. So, oh, Mike, so Michael Myers was the first one, then the second one was supposed to be Seasons of Witch, but the studio wanted a sequel to the Michael Myers one. Mm. Wow. So you have Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Seasons of Witch, Halloween 4, mm-hmm. Halloween 5, mm-hmm. um, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, and Halloween 666, the director's cut um, <laughs> that I saw, which makes the movie better. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Um, Did you say the names of Halloween 4 and 5? Yeah. You said uh, the full names? Okay, just uh, saying. Well, no, Halloween 5 was Michael Myers' Revenge, I believe. And Halloween 4 was Return of Michael Myers, or something like that. Um, it's going to be exact. But Brennan's checking that. Yeah. Let me continue. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Jeopardy? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> then it's Halloween the 2018... And then coming soon will be Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Um, then you have... Uh, oh my god, there's many of them. But sorry, so see, what was the name for Halloween? For whatever you're checking? I think it was like Return of Michael Myers. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And yeah. then the fifth one was Revenge of Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, I was just reading interesting stuff about um, the actor who played... What's his name? Hodder? King Hodder, yes, yes. Who is, he's Jason? Yes. He played Jason? Yes. I didn't know, like, he was born in Auburn, California in 1955. You know this, Terry, what happened to him? What, what happened to him? Of, like, how he got, like, in the beginning of his, with the fire? Oh, with the fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even like talking about it, but I was going to say, fun fact, I actually hung out with him. Whoa. Oh my hung out with him, and Where? I got to tell you, the coolest mf you want to meet, shout out to King Holder, he's one of the nicest guys uh, I've ever met. I met him back in 2015. I went to Monster Mania down in Cherry Hill. Okay. Horror movie convention. Uh, and um, I went with two friends who are horror movie buffs like me. We went there. We had the VIP passes. So we went to the party and they were there. And he was there. Um, Tyler Maine was there who played Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie films. Oh my gosh. And I actually got to hang, I actually got to hang out with him on a couple occasions. Um, and like, like they were mad, mad cool. Like they hung out with us at the bar and everything. Oh, shit. It was, they were dope. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Cool dude. Cool dude. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That I, I just, I, that's just an unfortunate incident. I was just reading about his like uh, well, accident. That's all where he early in his career during an interview, he offered to show the interviewer and her cameraman a fire stunt which went horribly wrong, leaving him with second and third degree burns over much of his upper body. Oh, wow. It was because of these burns that he was initially selected to portray Freddy Krueger. Wow. Yeah. That's like, that's just, that's wild. That's just wild. <laughs> wow. Uh, I wonder if he doesn't like talking about it because he's just like, I just feel so stupid. I should have never shot them a fire stunt. <laughs> yeah, I'd be yeah. like, well, shh. But also, like, then he, he would have been pissed. Freddy Krueger, though. So. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that's. I hope the good's got to come out of bad. Yeah. But yeah, he was yeah, he was Jason. He became Jason in wow. part seven. But yeah, you have Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, part two, Friday the 13th, part three, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Friday the 13th, part five, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives. 
Friday the 13th, part 7. Oh Friday the 13th, part 8. Jason takes my hat. Does he have to say the full titles besides part? Or? Let's see. I want to say the name of the. Uh, okay, so. Jason takes Manhattan. Then you have. <laughs> yeah. Jason goes to hell. Yeah. It's like a Jessica Parker movie. The, 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 Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> Jason yeah. takes the. the uh, six members? Sex oh, yeah, and the city, city Jason. <laughs> yeah, the final nightmare. And uh-huh. Then there's uh, uh, not final nightmare, the uh, final Friday. Uh, no, oh uh, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, Jason goes to the final Friday. Um, then there's Jason X, uh-huh. and then there's the Friday 2009 Friday the 13th, and then there's also Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you have Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, Freddy's Revenge. They met Elm Street 3. It's a lot of revenge has been a lot. It's never it. done. <laughs> Guess who's back? Guess who's back by request of the studio. They do not meditate. They build all this anger up and resentment inside <laughs> until they unleash it. <laughs> the pain that you feel is from the studio because I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> but I'm contract. I'm contracted <laughs> to play this character for the rest of my life. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, they make so much money though, right? Like, oh yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's probably hard to say that. And, and they're always it's always fun to see them too. Well, New Line Cinema was always called the house that Freddie built. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, uh, Friday uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. Then there's Part Four, which is uh, Dream Masters. Mm-hmm. Damn, Gregory, this is you got some deep knowledge, man. Part Five is uh, the Dream Child. Mm-hmm. Part Six is Freddie's Dead, the mm-hmm. Final Nightmare. And then there's Wes Craven's New Nightmare, mm-hmm. and then there's Freddy vs. Jason, and then there's that god-awful remake that they did, which was blasphemous. Ugh, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street, ugh. Um, then you have Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. <laughs> uh, then you have Hel- Hellraiser. names. Then, okay. then you have, let's see, Scream. Screen 2, Screen 3, Screen 4, Screen 5 is coming out next year or the end of this year, and then you have Screen the Series on MTV. Uh, Ooh, okay. Candyman, Candyman 2 for Farewell to the Flesh, Candyman 3, Day of the Dead, and the new Candyman that's about to come out. Well, what is that one called? Candyman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, oh, uh, then, then there's uh, Hatchet. Hatchet 2. Hatchet 3. There's a Hatchet, then Hatchet 2, then Hatchet 3. Okay. Yep. Uh, what else? Let's see. There's uh, Maniac. Uh, I guess you would consider this a slasher film. Psycho. Yeah, yeah, I uh, think so. Yeah, Psycho. Uh, oh, I can forget. The, how can I forget this one? Terror Train. Oh yeah, Terror Train. Uh, then there's uh, Summer, Par- Summer Party Massacre, Summer Party Massacre Two, uh, Sleepaway Camp One, Two, and Three. Ooh yeah. Uh, then there's Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that movie was creepy. That, that movie is so so genuinely scary to watch. Oh, it, yeah. Just where they have like the 
camera, like, you know, uh, just talking about camera angles, but we like the breathing and you're seeing it from you. Like, it's you. It's you. It's you are you, yeah. watching where the camera's perspective is. Like, it's like a first person game where you, they, he's creepy with the girls and the and he's just, he's, uh, he mm. just rubs me the wrong. I don't like it. Why do they call it Christmas? <laughs> I don't care, like, it's right Christmas, isn't it? Who came up with the title Black Christmas Black also? Christmas. It sounds like a bad black exploitation film. Yeah. yeah. Christmas. Yeah, it was black Christmas. <laughs> Live from the east side of Harlem. Um, but then it's, uh, I know what you did last summer. Uh, I still know what you did last summer. Uh, Urban Legend. Urban Legend 2, Final Cut. Uh, oof, I had, there was another one up. Okay, now this one kind of is a... This one kind of, in my opinion, there's going to be some hard geeks out there. No, yes, it is. I am sure. It flirts. It is a slasher, but it can fall into other uh, subgenres of horror. Mm-hmm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 3... Uh, Those have any other names? Uh, two and three, no. Oh my God. And there's Chase 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 Something colon the Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. At least according to Wikipedia. Because you're doing real well. <laughs> you yeah, are. Yeah, there's a first a first name part of it. I was trying to think. Uh, I don't probably remember that. Um, uh, what? Oh yeah, then there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre the remake. Mm-hmm. Then there's the sequel prequel to the remake oh Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre Beginnings or something. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, then there's the Texas Chainsaw 3D, mm-hmm. which I unfortunately saw that in the theaters. <laughs> and then there's I believe I didn't even know this one existed, but there's another Texas Chainsaw Massacre out in the ether. I'm, I don't know the official title to that one because I just wasn't aware. What of that. year? Do you know around what, what year? Because there's there's I, actually two more listed here. Actually. Really? Yeah. One. I don't. Oh know my lord. One of them. It, one of them. I guess is coming out in 2021, so I can't even click on it. Yeah, that one. I, mm-hmm. I knew that. I heard about that one, but I didn't know it was another one. Yeah, there's one in 2017 also. Uh, yeah. Um, any other slashers? Who else? Uh, I think that might be it. I mean, because my thing is, I mean, uh, some people, I guess, say Pinhead, Hellraiser. Yeah. But so, like, but I don't know. I think that kind of falls into other stuff. But if so, you would say that Hellraiser. Yeah. Hellraiser two. Uh, what was the what was the the full title of that one? It's on the tip of my tongue. I don't remember it back because I remember the third one is Hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Then there's what was, what was number two? Is the number two, I don't remember. Yeah, right. Then there's Hellraiser Bloodline. Uh-huh. Uh, then it, and this is I'm probably gonna get these wrong, but there was a couple. There was like Hellraiser Dead uh, Dead Deadheads or Dead something. Uh, you're close. Yeah, it, it was something like that. There's one close to that. Yeah. Yeah. The then I think it's Hellraiser Revelation. I think mm-hmm. it's called. Yeah, that's one. Um, then there's, there's another Hellraiser, but I don't remember what the full title is, because I, because it wasn't starring the original Pinhead, so I didn't, uh, I didn't care. 
I didn't care about that one. Yeah. Um, do, these, do these movies scare you ever? Like, is that part of it for you? Or like, what is it about these movies that you, that, like, you like so much? Okay, so remember when I said Little Greg was um, a very interesting kid? Yeah. I was, because my first horror film I've ever seen was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And I was three. Three years old. Mm-hmm. And it didn't scare me. Yeah. It didn't scare me. So horror films never scared me. They never scared me. There was some that got me. Like, one that got me, and I don't scare easily, was Candyman, the original mm. one. Oh, that got yeah. me. That got me. Yeah. That got me when I was a kid. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It just, I wasn't scared. I, I loved horror. It was just entertaining to me, and I, I got the story and everything like that. Yeah. I, 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 I think I even seen a couple horror films when I was a kid that a kid probably should not be seeing or watching. Yeah, but, yeah. But I did. I watched them. Um so yeah, so yeah, horror and comedy were like my first love as far as that, you know. Yeah, yeah, they do have a lot of similarity. The two, the two things, like yeah. horror and comedy, you know. And like it's interesting because like they, at, like when you first would look at them, they seem like they're kind of opposites, but it's just like there's like similar approaches to it. Like there is, I don't know, just like the way they're thinking about horror and comedy. A lot of it's like the like the suspense before the reveal, like the same way where it's like a punchline, you know. And I think. Also, sometimes those two categories, especially in film, they don't get a lot of like respect, you know, especially when it comes to, like award season type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like horror, even the now, like horror is like still not seen like, like it's on the same level. But then you have people who like come out here and make these like, incredible movies that like, yeah, like like they are there to scare people, but like they're beautifully shot. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like a incredibly beautiful movie the way it's shot, and the same thing with a lot of these mm-hmm. ones because they have they have to be cinematic in order to be scary in a lot of ways too, you know? Yeah, like um. Uh, mid uh, midsummer, that film, hmm. that film was like, yo, let me tell you something. Now, this, this is I'm gonna tell you the genius of that film. Mm-hmm. Which film? Midsummer. Midsummer. Oh, oh, oh. Midsummer. Yes. Let me tell you something yeah. about Midsummer. The, the, I was like, that's a slasher, but no, we're not talking. Like, that. yo, like, <laughs> nah. He was like, I'm. I, the director of that film was like, I'm gonna shoot a horror film in the daytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, like you yeah. know what I mean? And it's so fucking really? scary. And yeah, it's, it still works. Still works. Yeah, and I think that's the thing in horror. You gotta elevate the game in horror because yeah. what, you, what you see in horror, what they do, something becomes big, they latch onto it, and then you see fifty million other versions of that thing, mm-hmm. and then that's when horror takes a nosedive. Because like in the eighties, it was all about the slashers. But it was so many of them, and all like you see all the sequels I named, mm-hmm. people got fatigued. Like Candyman was kind of like that exclamation point because he came that came out ninety three, I believe, or something like that, ninety two. Mm-hmm. But like, um, like by that time, the early nineties, horror took a nosedive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it did. It didn't come yeah. back to Scream came out, and the Scream was a movie that poked yeah. fun at it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's how they had to do it. And so that's how you elevate the game. Yeah. How Jordan Peele elevated the game would get out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to raise the bar. So like, I love horror and I want to do horror, but it's going to be a while before I even touch that. Because I feel like everybody's trying to do that now. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I, I was going to focus on something else. Yeah, you have time to marinate. Yeah. About, yeah, for sure. Because it's very, uh, you obviously have a wealth of information uh, in that subject matter, but also scary movie one, scary movie two, scary th- oh, those yeah. aren't slashers. Uh, but I'm just yeah. like as far as like <laughs> as far as being color around and mixing it with like the horror, fun of, yeah, uh, of horror. Those movies yeah. stand on their own. Um, I was just looking up a story that I 
vaguely remember, but I want to look up to get the details because we were talking about uh, uh, Nightmare on uh, Elm Street, excuse me. And they met on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger. Who's the actor that played that? Robert, Robert England. Thank you. Yeah. I literally lost my page on my phone. But Robert England, did you know Mark Hamill, who we all know as Luke Skywalker, is his most and also role. the Joker. Mm-hmm. And yes, oh my and God, Joker. The so Joker good. And also the uh, so remake good. version of Child's Play, Chucky. Oh, oh that's awesome. that. I didn't know that either. So Mark Hamill, um, mm. before he became Mark Hamill, I mean, he obviously was before, but before he got his the major acting role as Luke Skywalker, was sleeping on Robert Englund's couch. Hmm. So Robert goes to this audition because George Lucas and... Um, why am I blanking in his name? Francis Ford Coppola um, were, you know, trying to, you know, do this project together or something. He auditions thinking he's going to get, or going for Han Solo, the guy who, the actor who plays Freddy Cooper. Oh, really? That instead, like, doesn't get the part because they said he was too young. Mm. So he comes and he looks at Mark Hamill's, you know, sleeping on his couch and he's just like, he told him about Star Wars. He's like, hey, I went to this audition. There's this thing. There was for this role, whatever, whatever. Mark Hamill goes in, and then obviously he gets Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But how bizarre is that? Freddy Krueger is responsible for yes. Luke Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> we fucking love you, Freddy. Yeah. One of a horror. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, so so Robert England was reading for Han Solo, Han Solo. and they said he was too Imagine young. Imagine that movie. But what a different movie that is. <laughs> <laughs> how different all Star Wars is if Robert Robert England yeah. plays Hot Solo, and then Harrison Ford plays Freddy Krueger. I kind of feel like if that happened, like I feel like if you had like a time machine, you would create a paradox. Oh, <laughs> if you would find a way, like the, the whole universe would just explode. Yeah, like, that's not what's happened. The overseer of the universe would be like, no, but like of course Harrison Ford is Hot Solo. There's no universe where he's not Hot Solo, and then there is one. <laughs> but how wicked though! That's why artists help other artists, other yeah. people support other people. Like whether you're crashing on each other's couch, or you want somebody to listen to your song, or you want to, you know, have someone read what you wrote, or watch a movie that you just made, or a trailer, or a sketch, or whatever. Like you do not know somebody. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I tried this, didn't work out. How about you try? Like, what about this thing for you? And then you help each other out. And then for them to each, you know, fall into their own roles that are both cult classics that have a huge following in and of themselves. Like, that's uh, epic. It was amazing. And those those are my favorite type of films, the films that are considered cult classics. Those Mm -hmm. are the films that influence me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my favorite movie of all time is a movie called The Last Dragon, mm. which is a a, 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 a a kung fu film. And that's my favorite. I love that movie. I can recite that movie. From, I can recite that movie from start to finish, line mm. from line, every character. I could do a one-man show mm. with that, that movie. You know, it was the first... Because, you know, that movie was... It... it, it one, um, like I said, growing up, I like kung fu films too. So oh. there, was a lot of, there was a lot of yeah, Barry Brody's Last Dragon. I'm sorry, yeah, I needed a visual. There was a lot of Bruce Lee references in there. Like Bruce Lee was a big influence on that film. So it had Bruce Lee in there. You know, also it was the the, the protagonist was a black guy. Mm-hmm. I saw myself finally. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh, I could be a hero too. That's cool. You know what I mean? And even the villain, the most yeah. badass villain was show enough. Yeah. yeah. Like that movie was just amazing. Um, and like movies like that, you know, my favorite horror film of all time is a movie called Tales from the Hood. Um, 
you know, those films, that's what influences me. Like, yeah. and, and you can see that in, like, guys like Quentin Tarantino, Edgar Wright, and their work. Like, those 70 Grindhouse films, you know, if they didn't see those, Pulp Fiction when it got made, or, like, Reservoir Dogs, or Kill yeah. Bill, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or, like, Baby Driver. Yeah. You know, art you know inspires I mean? art. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's why it isn't really... Um, what was it hard about? I was just reading who who came out and defended Olivia Rodriguez because like her music people were accusing it of being like plagiarism and all that. And he was like, "Damn, I'm gonna have to look that up." Wait, who's that? Um, Wait, Olivia Rodriguez. You know that girl who was like a TikTok or somebody that oh, she song, just right? had like sour whatever the album and like everybody plays her music everywhere. The driver's license song. Is that her talking about? Yeah, that girl who plays that, yeah. But I, I just brought it up just because, um, talking about art inspiring art, it's just like, yeah, there's, it's not, it's not really, like, yes, there are, I believe, still original ideas out there, but then in the other side of the coin, so many of it, all of it has been done already, and it's just like, how do you elevate it? And like, yes, people have made so many of this, these types of movies before, but then it's like, that inspires you to do something greater, and then like, yeah, there's, is it really plagiarism? Is it really stealing? Because once you make your art, whatever form that is, and you put it out into the world, it's no longer yours, mm-hmm. in a sense. It is like, and if you don't like it being, also, that bothers me too when people are just like, if people do like you know don't like your stuff. I mean, not if like it's friends and family not giving you like positive reinforcement, but I'm saying like if um, you know like uh, and you know a singer puts out an album or something and people shit on it, it's just like they are allowed to challenge you. You mm. challenge them with this unique sound. Yeah. You don't think you're gonna get some responses like stuff like that. But then again. I'm not a musical person at all, so, like, I always... I've <laughs> had people who do yeah. that because I'm just like, I can't believe how you were able to figure out what you're thinking into sound see, and how you make that. It's just, That's just See, a here's the thing. It's a different thing. Opin- opinions and criticism, to me, is two different things. Uh, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a critic. You're a, you're, a, you're a hater, essentially. You're a hater. I'm sorry. You are. <laughs> if you're a critic, you're a hater. You're the, but you're an objective hater. Okay, you're you're not subjective. You're objective. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is silly because everything's subjective. Right. So yeah. but you're you're it's objective hating, right? And art is subjective. And see, that's where that's that line. It's like okay, what's good to one person is not going to be good to another. Like yeah. I can mm-hmm. show you a film, and be like, oh, this movie's dope. It's amazing. You're gonna love it. I show you this film, you might be like that was I. What? Like that was I. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. your opinion. Like art is subjective. You know, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but. I think the. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's actual shit out there. Oh no, it's there's bad. Actual bad shit. <laughs> and there's actually stuff. good shit that if people don't like it, there's something wrong with them. But there's like, <laughs> but there's, you know what though? There's some, there's some good and bad stuff. Like it really is. There really is. It's some, so bad. There's like so- there's this one movie. Oh my god, it's <laughs> funny as hell, but it's weird as fuck. <laughs> what is it? It's a movie called Freaked. Okay. Um. Uh, what's his name? Freaked. The guy who played Bill from Bill and Ted. Uh, not Keanu Reeves. Not Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Uh, I forget his name. He is in the film. Okay. Nineteen ninety-three comedy sci-fi. Now, Alex Winter. Okay, yeah. Alex Winter. Don't look any further. Let me tell you a fun fact about that film. So, the movie is weird. Like, if I showed you, you'd be like, "What the hell?" So, the the whole movie's about he plays an actor and he has to. He's a sponsor to this corporation that's the toxic waste. Anyway, they go to he has to go to South America for an appearance. 
him and these uh, two uh, activists get kidnapped by Randy Quaid, who runs a freak show. <laughs> he has that stuff frozen on him, and they're all freaks. And he like kidnaps people, turns them into freaks, and forces them to perform. Yeah. This movie is weird. Like Mr. T, Mr. T's in there. He plays the bearded lady. Oh my oh. god! Wow, we have to watch this. Yeah. Okay. Here's a fun fact. There is a freak in there uh, that's uh, a dog, like a, a, a dog human hybrid. Oh, he's like the right. leader of the freaks. Okay. Oh, okay. That dog is played by Keanu Reeves. Oh, yes. And what? nobody knew this. And nobody knew this. He, he's uncredited because he probably didn't want to be oh, at the time. God, but he, and then when I went back and watched it, what? I was like, that's Keanu Reeves. What? Wow. And the movie is so weird. There's one scene where, and where like the in the film where they this. when the guy's about to put on the show with the freaks, the crowd's coming in, and then you see a sign that says petting zoo. When these kids petting animals, then it goes oh like real petting zoo, and it's a guy <laughs> and a lamb making out. <laughs> what? It's not like a real lamb. It's like a, you could tell it's animatronic, but literally it's, it's tongue it swapping. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, all right, what the hell? And then like in the crowd, like Randy Quaid walks out, and then the crowd's like really rowdy, really rowdy. So you think he's gonna be like, hey, shut up? He just goes, quiet, please. <laughs> and everybody just goes. Shh. I said, what the hell? There's like another scene where they're trying to break into the lab and they're making all this noise. Randy Quaid doesn't hear nothing. Someone drops over a styrofoam cup and he's like, what is that? <laughs> then he goes and he's like, styrofoam cup, bad <laughs> for the environment. <laughs> and then his security force are two. <laughs> he crushes cry, he he it. It's bad for the environment. And then like his two enforcers are two giant eyeball Rasta eyeballs. <laughs> Rasta eyeball. You can't tell me that we did not sponsor that yeah, film. Yeah. Oh, two oh, Rasta, was on some of two Rasta eyeballs with machine guns talking about John Man, yeah, food man, like with joints in their mouth, what really in their iris, like. Uh, Holy! Wow! Uh, this sounds incredible. Yeah, you can see someone having the idea for that and just be like, "Yo, I got this idea." Two eyeballs, and, 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 and like, and it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool to see a movie like that, and you're like, "I could like someone had a crazy idea and they made it into a dude." Movie. I've watched, dude. I've watched so much weird shit in nineties. <laughs> so much weird stuff. Yeah, the nineties was definitely an unusual time. Yeah, was it really there, really weird art? Is there more weird stuff from like that time? Period than there is now, would you say? I would say more weird stuff from like the late 80s. Yeah, the, 80s. The, it, like yeah. the 80s going yes. forward to the 90s. Like, yeah. I recently just watched the Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> like, that movie is super weird. Um, there's Freet. Uh, there's, oof, there's a, uh, there's a lot. Like, there were, like I said, they're like horror went to that bad place. Yeah. Like, there's this one film called Shrunken Heads mm. where it's about like these three kids that get killed and like the, the store owner is a voodoo guy and he like is a what guy? like a voodoo guy oh, like okay. a voodoo okay. priest and he brings the boys back to life as shrunken heads to take revenge oh my god they, <laughs> this was in Scooby Doo like this it's, oh you're right it was like it's it's like who came up with this like who smoked like I got an idea son yeah. like it's weird like I remember watching that film like what? <laughs> yeah and one of the cool things about weed though bringing it back to that is like it's it's 
really interesting like where your mind can go and like yeah. the possibilities that your mind has and like there's other drugs that also have like that kind of same experience but there's something about weed where you can really like your mind is really open or like the higher version of yourself is really open to the craziest most abstract absurd yeah. ideas possible yeah, yeah I mean because sometimes without it those other channels in your brain won't open and then you won't discover the unknown yeah. or like that other stuff you just like never would have thought of that stuff sometimes or like you would have never like actually executed it and made it like you know produce the the whole thing well, yeah, yeah it, it, it forces you to to really connect with your higher self because a lot of people don't know that's why it kills me that this is still illegal in places because it's like people don't know like they did the research and their homework and their education they will know that humans are born with cannibaloids like in our brains, uh-huh. you know what I mean. So we have that in our system, and they're specifically there to react to cannabis. Hmm. Okay, and then also cannabis is not a front the frontal lobe; it doesn't affect it, which is your decision making. Alcohol does. Other like hard drugs like cocaine, heroin, so on and so forth affect your decision making, your frontal lobe. So he's been showing cannabis does not affect. The frontal lobe does not affect your decision making hmm. at all. <laughs> wow! Damn. Good to know. Good knowledge. Good knowledge. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Doctor Hall with the uh, nah. medical information. Yes. Well, do you have any more uh, slasher films that you'd like to? Yeah, do you want to know how many you have? Um. Yeah, how many I have so far? Oh, there's one called Shocker. What's Craven Shocker? Mm. Wes Craven, the God, right? The yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, trying to see any other slashers. Let me see. Shocker. You've done very well so far. I will say, I'm. Very <laughs> yeah. Can you guess how many? Oh, I. I gun. Just a number. Throw it out there. Uh, thirty. Oh. <laughs> when a stranger calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A stranger calls. You remember that, dude? Thirty. I don't know. He's far exceeded like, that. Yeah. Yo, Gregory Hall. In the history of this podcast, he has the most. I don't think wow. anyone's gonna get to this level. And we started late sometimes, like sending the challenge. It's true. He like lists them all. Like, I mean, also it helps for the last room. We said part one, part two, part three. But like, he. Oh yeah, I, you can add Cry Wolf. Ooh, good movie. Love that movie. I don't, yeah, I don't know if what other categories we give someone else that they're going to get. My Bloody Valentine. Mm, I'm never going to beat this. I'll tell you that. I will never be in the top reigning ever again. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Because Gregory Hall had the confidence of Jason and he was just like, I know there's a challenge, but you're gonna wait for the challenge and then just like unload it. Just like wow, yeah, congratulations! I unloaded the clip on y'all. No, like, that was- <laughs> <laughs> Listening, had any doubts, and they thought he was trying to dance around the challenge or just not get into it or whatever. You were sorely, you not, sorely not mistaken. Like no, it's mm-hmm. like this is nah. you just trampled on every other person that's come on the show. Yeah, nah. There's uh, oh, there's uh, prom night. I, had, I don't know how mm-hmm. I forgot that prom night. Um, I'm not going to list the sequels because the sequels were not slashers. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Respect for that. They're not considered the slashers. Not in my eyes, at least. Okay. Um, Wait, what, what is it about them that makes them less of a slasher movie? Because it's a completely different storyline. The storyline of that one was about, it's like called Betty Lou's Revenge or something like that. It's about this, it's like this girl who was like, like supposed to be like a slut or whatever in the 50s and she gets killed but then she comes back for revenge and all that stuff but yeah that's what that is it's mm-hmm. not really so much a slasher the first prom night was mm-hmm. um yeah prom night uh when the stranger calls um 
Okay. Mm. Nah, not a slash. It's psychological. I was going to say Silence of the Lambs, but that's more. No. That's psychological. Yeah. That's like that's psychological. They like to throw Hannibal Lecter and all that in there, but no. Um, I guess you would never really actually see him, them, anybody kill anybody except for... Buffalo, Buffalo Bill being yeah yeah because he because like, they like show him like with like the skin on the mannequins mm-hmm. and like and like you know that he's done bad things you like, see pictures. the aftermath yeah yeah but but like he the, the person he's his target for that whole movie she doesn't spoiler for you if you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs but you should have seen it by now I don't care if you're t- three years old Gregory Hall watch slash <laughs> I watched you can too and I watched that movie way too damn young yeah. because I watched it and I didn't get it I was yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it because that, that see Silence of the Lambs see I wasn't profe- like I wasn't like good at the psychological horror I was like okay this is way too long <laughs> that movie got me good where's the blood where's mm-hmm. the knife that movie like, terrified me you know um, that and Dragon is that the third one? Oh, oh the Red, 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 Red Dragon Dragon yeah. yeah that one I just first oh my god also um, it's not Slasher but uh, wait is it? no it's not I what I was thinking of um, communicate me via telepathy tele- telepathically no, nope, uh, no. I'll write it down and I'll show you, and then and then you'll. I don't know because he hasn't said this one, but I I wouldn't. Um, no. Right? No. No. So so show the shining and the shining. Yeah, that's not a slasher. Okay, okay. I, I have. I'm just making sure because you nah. earlier you friend slash, was like, you can slash. the book, the book is way different than. That's very true. That's very true. But I was just saying, I saw the shining when I was young. Uh, and that just left a scar. It's <laughs> like yeah. never, never. I oh my god, pulling that curtains and then the green. I did not like that part. I was afraid of uh, like my bathtub with shower curtain for mm. so long. Like always had to have it, have it mm. open because I was just like somebody's in there. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's the thing is like you know that a horror movie was. Good. I mean, there's I guess there's a lot of ways to know a horror movie is good. Like if you watch it, and you're like that was great. But if like. Time passes after you've seen it, and it's nighttime, or is it with midsummer? It could oh be nighttime also. Or, uh, but like, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or Texas Chainsaw too, yeah. But generally, it's like if you saw a movie that was like a very dark, focused, like nighttime horror movie, and then you're like that, later that night, you're scared. That movie did its job. It got you thinking about it way after, and and. Uh, yeah, Hereditary yeah. is like the movie that I, 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 that's like the one I'll always pull now because I watched it home by myself, not a good idea. You know, I felt, it was high. I felt terrible laughing at that movie. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. you went. I'm sorry. I, I, I was like, Jesus. Yo, she got rocks. <laughs> I did Did you see it coming? No, I didn't. I literally, I thought about it like the split second right before it happened because there was something. I have another slasher film. Yeah, what? The Strangers. Ooh, good one. And that is a excellent one. Mm, That is a good one. Excellent one because I love when he said, why are you doing this? Because he was like, because you were home. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. And I love that because I think that's what, that's what made the 2018 Halloween so good mm. they stripped it down to his bare bones mm. they're doing too much like for example they're coming out with a Chucky series mm. not a fan of that Why? because they want to do a backstory I'm just like 
There's no need to be no backstory. We don't need all what that. What is Chucky? It's a doll. It's just a possessed doll. It's like Annabelle. Is it like what? What is Chucky's girlfriends, girls? Well, Chucky. Play? It started out with Child's Play. It was, he was supposed to be like a serial killer, Charles Lee Ray. He gets shot by a cop, uh-huh. but he knows voodoo. So for him, oh, to, he's so spirit. He, was he, yeah. So okay. what he did was he transferred his soul Got into the, to the doll. Got you. But the longer he stays in the doll, the more human becomes. So, oh my gosh. so he had the only it's like way. Like Tyra Banks movie, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. Oh, what a great double feature that would be. So different. Yeah. That was a slasher. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he has to. So whoever he tells is told the secret to is who he can transfer his soul to his body, which mm-hmm. is Andy Barkley. So that's why oh. he's going after the 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 boy because he wants to transfer his soul into his body. But uh, one of the horror... Being a grown man to a small boy. Mm-hmm. Starting life all over again. Listen, there's, a, dude, there's, a, there's, a, there's a line in that film that did not age well. Did not age well. So in the original Child's Play, he goes to the guy that taught him voodoo and asks him, how do you fix this? You uh-huh. got me in this mess. Tells him, you gotta like tell your secret to the first person the first person told you a secret so he goes oh I can't believe it I told it to a six year old boy he's like I'm gonna be six year old again he goes well John gotta go <laughs> he's like yeah. he's like I got a date with a six year old boy oh and I was my like, god I was like yeah that didn't age well at all ooh ooh no 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 honey boo boo child no Chucky goes, oh, just think, Chucky's gonna be a bro. Oh, <laughs> he was the black, was the I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> and then I remember Freddy versus Jason when right before they killed Kelly Rowland from yeah. Destiny Child, she was in there. Freddy goes, mm, dark meat. Oh, I, I remember like, that, yeah. I was like, and, and I remember seeing in the theaters, and everybody was like, oh, come on. Oh. Like, I was like, nah. Slashers who like to quip and like say funny things before they kill. Like, would you prefer one that is just like all serious and all business, or does it just depend on what you're in the mood for? Um, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. Like, see, Jason is my favorite slasher because we have one thing in common, and that is we're mama's boys. Mm-hmm. I was mama's boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's mama's boy. Um, but definitely Freddy's one of my favorite because he's funny as hell. I'm sorry. It's like, how can you be scared of that guy? He's hilarious. Yeah. I had a Freddy. I had a Freddy Krueger doll when I was six. Mm. I used to terrorize my cousin with him all the time. But oh, yeah, cute. I was Freddy. Fun fact: I was Freddy Krueger for Halloween when I was seven, and I was Jason when I was thirteen. Mm. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, just, I don't horror. Like I, I didn't have a lot on there. There's a lot on there. There is a. Did you say you don't have a lot? No, I said that is a. But see, here's the thing: that's only slashes. If you was just like horror film, yeah, it would be oh, like that category <laughs> way too big. That would I would be. We had to narrow it down. Be like, 
Three hours later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, was, it was a lot. But yeah, I'm like sitting there thinking, like, I know I missed a couple, but there's uh, more. But yeah, I think I'm good. You're the champion. Right. Hey, you're I can you cap it. Green, give him his number. Your final number is 89. Holy shit! <laughs> For you was I believe forty eight. This dude's still going like <laughs> Yeah. So it's like we alluded to the people out there who are the big fans of the game part of it. If you are here for the game and the challenge, you got your money's worth today. Yeah. <laughs> Hall came to deliver. Gregory Hall, thank you so much for being on the podcast and dropping some excellent yeah, film knowledge and slashing out. This is amazing. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. This was probably like the funnest I've had on the podcast. Thank uh, you. Thank yes. You. Real talk. Thank you. Thank you. Every podcast ever this was so Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, come back. Yeah, come, come back. We'll yeah. have you back. We, in the case anyone ever beats your number, we'll notify you. So oh, yeah. You can oh. your, your, your title. It'll be up all the time. I'm like, yo, oh, you yeah. know what? I want to head up challenge victim right <laughs> well, now. That, that will happen. So if, we'll, we'll have you back happen. down the line for to have a head-to-head challenge yes, for sure. Yes, we are. We're going to start doing some special podcast episodes with, so. uh, with that exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there uh, any last thoughts you want to plug in, Gregory? Um... So, uh, if you guys want to see content that I've done, you can go over to my production company's YouTube channel, which is Camp Nas. Like I said, N-O-S, Camp Nas, which is short for Camp Nostalgia. Like I said, but we have a lot of content on there, uh, from podcasts to nerd culture to reviews. I think right now we have a show called Subscribe Reviews, and they are uh, reviewing Loki. Cool. Um, so yeah, so if you guys want to head over there and check it out. Um, also, right now we are on a little bit on the hiatus of putting out anything new, but we will be coming back um, sometime in July. I don't have the official date, but we'll be coming back soon. But until then, we still have a lot of content you guys could uh, definitely check out there. Um, you could also follow me on Twitter at Gregory Hall Five Thousand. Um, you follow my IG at Sir Cushington. You know, I have my stand up on there. I have you know, also the dates where I'm going to be at. Um, I think my next uh, comedy show, I will be at the Tiny Cupboard uh, July 9th yes. um, cool. at 8 o'clock. So, yeah, head over there. Uh, should be a good one. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, I'm just going to do a little plug because speaking of the Tiny Cupboard, they are sponsoring a show uh, July 2nd, this Friday, folks. It's a free event. It's open bar. You have improv, musical theater, and Late Night Hump will be doing interdimensional improv this Friday night in Bushwick. It's a mini-fest, people. Um, also, next Friday... We're back at Players Theater in New York City, 9.30. That's July 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the, no, sorry, uh, July 9th. So, July 9th, So go see Gregory Hall, and then, and then after you're done, you're done seeing him kill, then check just us out. over yeah, to Players Theater. Exactly. And, and come drink champagne with us, and watch us do some spacey, very intergalactic, weird improv comedy. And, and yeah. stay tuned, as always, to upcoming podcast episodes and another film coming your way. Uh, it's in post-production. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I know we keep teasing for it, but we swear we're working on it. Um, you know what, as horror and specifically Slash have told us, the tease makes the payoff that much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, Barry Hall, and thank you for everyone listening out there. <laughs>